going to believe, or actually maybe they will believe what just happened. So we had to take a break. Um, we realized that we had some audio technical difficulties. So we revamped everything. We're all good to go. But Skylar and I were discussing that we are actually not surprised that the audio was messing no. up because like we've been saying, even with our good friend Ryan, I mean, we had been praying over this podcast, praying that our message reaches out to the right people. And so Brian was sick. There were so many things that happened within the last 24 hours. And mm -hmm. then to hear that we might have lost the audio for everything that we had filmed uh, previously, yeah. we were like, <laughs> but no, the audio did save. <laughs> it's not going to sound the same um, part one versus, or before our break. Uh, but we're back at it, and I'm really not shocked. So, but I want to get back into right where we left off. So, you were just talking about you were at a low point. You were at a low point. You were at a space in your life where you felt personally you were rock bottom. And when it's personal, it's that's your whole life. I feel like yeah. if that part is is low in your life, you're low every like it shows up in every other aspect, or like it could. I mean, that's where your mindset is at. So. You're at a low point, but what stuck out to me is of what you were just saying before we took the break is that this, something happened in your mind where you were like, I'm not letting this take me out of the game. And I'm not going to let this defeat me. And it took self like strong, truthful self-reflection to get there. Yeah. And like that was so powerful to me because there are so many times where no matter what situation you're in, no matter how close you are to a, like you are going to get attacked by the devil. Yeah. You are going to face things like time and time again from the devil who's going to try to take you out of the game. Like, like you're sharing what happened to you in the past, but like you know it's going to happen in the future in another situation. It's going to show up yeah. and in business and with um, potential friends and business partners that come into your life or yeah. whatever it is. The devil is going to try to take you out of the game and you're like, I'm not giving up. It's time for me to get to work. So like start from there because yeah. like what happened? You're at a low point. Yeah. And then what? You get a call from your mom. I get a call. Well, I, you know, I, I had a conversation with my mom, and and um, when I had talked to her and told her that you know we were on the, the verge of divorce, Janelle had left me, and um, we were split up at this time. You know, I, I was doing the old poor me, you know, like anybody would in that situation. And she said, "Well, if if I was her, I would leave you too." And um, that's that, what your mom told yeah, that's what my mom told me. And and I thank God that she she was honest with me. Um, a lot of times we, we, we think helping people is sugarcoating it or, or telling them what they want to hear rather than what they need to hear. And that was a turning point for me because as, as on the last, you know, the last audio that we just captured, um, I was, I needed to take responsibility, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and so you'd ask me, how do you find your purpose? And I was kind of getting into how do I find my purpose yeah. is, is, with my mom being honest with me, seeing uh, you know my, my business life becoming very successful, but now my marriage is failing, mm -hmm. um, I just kept seeing a pattern over and over. One of my biggest fears was being a, a hard, you know, purpose-driven business owner. I was afraid of my wife, you know, leaving me and being with somebody else because I was never around. But guess what? My fear became reality. So prior, I was I was. 
fearful of do I have what it takes to play hockey at this level? Yeah. My yeah. other fear was, um, you know, uh, money was like a big fear of mine. Mm -hmm. What if I lose it all? Mm -hmm. I lost it all. You were talking about right? that as a my, major fear. Absolutely. My other fear was losing my wife because I'm working so much. Yeah. And I knew I was being a jerk, but I didn't want to change being a jerk, right? And so it was a fear of mine, and it happened to me. And so I started to see a pattern in my life, and I go, wait a second. Every time I'm afraid of something, it ends up showing up in my life some point down the line, mm -hmm. and my greatest fear becomes my reality. And so this was when the change happened, and I said, no more. Like, no more lying to people, no more thinking I have to be this perfect thing to everybody. Mm -hmm. No more satisfying um, what I thought people thought of me. I had oh, to just, so powerful. I had to become me. And I had to live with me. Yeah. I can't get taller. You know, I can't I can't get you know I can't change the way my voice sounds on camera. I can't change I just can't change me. So I finally Gosh, for the first so time powerful. in my life I accepted who I am. Mm -hmm. And that's when my, my wife fell in love with me. That's when people really want to start doing business with me. That's when my relationships became super strong. And what, what was I really tough that. during this point is there might be some friends that end up watching this podcast. They're going to wonder why our relationships went to the wayside. Sure. It was because I was going through such a tough time in my life, and they may have been going through a really tough time in their life, and I just couldn't support through that, and we ended up you know, moving away from each other. Mm -hmm. and, and I still love those people. It's just... I, I couldn't be in their mess while I was in my mess. Sure, right? that makes sense. I had you to. You knew you had to work on yourself at this point. Right. What did that look like? It, it looked like it looked like this. You and I are hiking in the woods, mm -hmm. and we're having a great day, but towards the end of the day, you fall down. Mm -hmm. Okay, and when you fall down, you break your leg, mm -hmm. and you're stuck there. Mm -hmm. I've got two choices. Night's coming, it's about to get very cold, and I'm either going to have to stay there and help you mm -hmm. and hope the help comes, mm -hmm. and or I can say, you know what, this is really tough on me, but i got to leave you to go get help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if I stay here, and if I try to carry you on my back, I'm probably not going to make it, I'm going to tire out, we're going to end up spending the night in the woods that way, or we're going to end up spending the night in the woods because I'm there to support you. Yeah. Okay. So I had to take a very uncomfortable moment and say, I gotta leave you for a moment. So that's what you said to your friends. I have yep. to, I'm sorry. Yep. I have got to help myself. Yep. I'm gonna have I cannot fix you guys right, right now. Everyone around me, your right. friends and maybe some business yeah. partners or whatever at that time. Absolutely. I have to work on me. Yep, absolutely. So, so then what we ended up having to do was is in that moment those friends were really mad at me. Sure. They were very mad at me. Because I looked selfish. Yeah. I looked like I didn't care. Right. But what happened was I was able to go get help, mm -hmm. and I was able to come back with the cavalry. We both survived. Wow. Right? And so that was my friends. That was my family. Yeah. That was my wife. I had to go and start reading books and start seeking the, the thinking that outthought me. Mm -hmm. I could only think to a certain process. I've only been to certain points in my life. So I had to start seeking out counseling. I had to start seeking out people that were married for 20-plus years and asking them, how do you get through this? I love that. You know, the reason why my marriage failing was 
probably the lowest point in my life, mm -hmm. even lower than losing all of my money and starting all over, mm -hmm. um, was because I hurt the person that I was supposed to care about the most. Wow. I hurt her so bad, mm -hmm. she didn't want anything to do with me. Mm -hmm. And, and she, that killed you. It killed me. That, over the money, the business, yeah. that is what killed you the most. Yeah. So then I said to myself, if my wife's not willing to follow me, why is anybody else? Wow. The person who's supposed to follow me, the person who's supposed to love me unconditionally right. is no longer there. Mm -hmm. No longer wants to be So there. you're working on yourself, right. and that looks like reaching out to mentor. If you're, if you're at a yeah. low point and there's yeah. something and there's an area in your life where you're having a low point, in that area, so specifically for you, you're reaching out to counselors and but above that, mentors yeah. that have what you want. Yep. So, like exactly how you said, people that have been married for 20 plus years, you're reaching out to those people yeah. and like how did you do this and so you start working on realizing where you're at, working on yourself, working on your marriage and things start, yeah. you start building momentum, you start gaining it all back. Absolutely. And, that. Uh, David Townsend Sr. said something to me that, that made me want to keep my marriage. He said, you said, till death do you part and he said, you said that. You set an oath in front of witnesses. Are you going to own it? Are you going to be a man of your word? Because at the end of the day, you know, it, you got to face this. Yeah. And he didn't let you me off the that. hook. You felt that. He, he, let me off, he didn't let me off the hook. And I thank God he didn't let me off the hook. Yeah. I, I thank God I was surrounded by some people that didn't let me just be okay with being okay. So, like, that's another golden right. ticket. Like, right. that's another, that's, I mean, that's an aha moment if you're taking notes. Yeah. Take notes is that if you're not even at a low point, or not even if you're facing a challenge, which I think, you know, a lot of people are, but no matter where you're at in your life, I think we all need to do a reality check yeah. and see who around us is, like, okay with you being okay. Right. Or, or is okay with letting you off the hook. Yeah. Right? I mean, you had, you're saying that you had people hold you to a higher standard, and those are the types of people that you need in your life, yes, when you're in a low point, yeah. but like just in general, you need people that aren't going to let you off the hook. Like, I, hey, I'm not going to go to the gym today. That's okay. That's all right. I mean, little things like that. If you really yeah. want something, I don't know. Yeah, you got to be with people that will hold you to a higher standard. Accountability. And, and, and don't, don't neglect the fact that I just had my heart ripped out of my chest and he's telling me this so I don't know what it was like to be on his end and, right. and how uncomfortable that was for him to, to see a young man struggling at this point in his life yeah. and giving that type of advice he, he's been a pastor for 30 plus years so you know he, he might have been comfortable in that situation mm -hmm. where you know other people might be a little uncomfortable but I guarantee he still would have said it if he was uncomfortable because I know he said it to me right, right. so the reason why I tell all of this is not for some soft story and I want your listeners and people watching to feel sorry for me. I want them to understand that I found my purpose in those weakest moments. I found my purpose at rock bottom. I found my purpose to, to be a backbone for other people because I made, my, I made my life into something from a mess. And so now I have a message. And that message empowers people to keep moving forward. And so without those valleys... When you get to a peak, you don't appreciate the peak, right? So, so it's, it's like 
everything in the world has an opposite. You don't appreciate love in, until you've experienced hate, right? right? So you have to have that. Everything has to have an opposite. Mm -hmm. And I started realizing that while I was reading all of these books and understanding what makes the mind work and makes yeah. me tick and makes uh, what happens between a man and woman in a relationship, what makes that good and what makes that hard and what makes that worth it and the challenges you're going to go through, I started to go, oh, well, if there's going to be good moments, there's going to probably be bad moments. Mm -hmm. But what can I learn from those bad moments? They're always learning you know, learning opportunities rather than, 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 than just, oh, this is just shit happening to me. And, and don't know why. Right, don't right. know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, I'm yeah. just not so, it, yeah. The reason why I'm in a bad situation is because I chose to be there, all right? So if you're in a bad situation right now, I'm going to say something that's going to step on everybody's toes right now. You are successfully where you want to be in life right now. If you're sitting in jail, you're successfully where you want to be right now because of the choices you've made that have landed you there. Mm -hmm. If you're dead broke, you're successfully there based on the fear that you let into your mind, the choices you made based on that fear, you are successfully there. I was successfully in a damaged relationship, a, um, a marriage that was not even hanging by a thread. I don't even know what was happening. Like People had like magnets, it was like hovering. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know what the heck happened. You know, all I can say is, Moments where my Bible's laying on the floor and I came home and nobody's been in my home. What the heck is going on? Things I can't explain. That's my truth. And those are the, the events that changed me forever. But my purpose was born. Like your worst time. Yes. In the worst times in your life could be the best times yeah. that you can ever experience. Embrace the struggle. That's not some cliche Instagram. No, it really, post. it really, and no, it really isn't. Yeah. You know, and it's 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 the truth. It's the truth. It's your truth. Yeah. And when I started to rebuild, I said I'm going to live a life of truth. Mm -hmm. And so the reason why people ask me to get on stage in front of 500 to 1,000 people is because I've earned the right to stand on stage. Because in my weakest moment, instead of building on lies, I started to build on truth. Because I was vulnerable, because I was transparent, and I share stories like this, people go, wow, somebody needs to hear that. Mm -hmm. And so I got to go back to when I went to a money-making conference called the Millionaire Mind Intensive. And uh, this was when my wife and I weren't doing super well, but we weren't towards divorce yet, but I was trying to get my life back, okay? Um, there was a section in, in that training where we had to write down our goals. Okay. And I said, I wanted to be the guy stage in front of 1,200 people inspiring them, and, uh, and I just had a feeling that that's where my future was going to be. You just knew it. You felt it. it. They just, yeah. yeah. So you started working, you started working more so on yourself too, recognizing yeah. what your goals are, writing them down. Yeah. Like, I think that that's so important. I know that's like yeah. another cliche thing that you might be hearing you know out there is write your goals and write your goals down but I mean what what is the power when you write down your goals well first off you, you allow your mind to rest and you have ease okay oh. so so you you allow it to not just sit there and fester mm -hmm. like a like a splinter you actually have released it mm. and then what you do with your goals is you obsess over them and you write them down and you reread it every single morning, every single day. Um, 
you know, I can show you in my bag right now, I've got a note card with my current power statements or goals. Yeah. And this is who I am. And even if some of those goals haven't happened, it's still who I am, right? And the reason why I, I share, I wrote down that, that, uh, that portion of wanting to become a, a, a professional speaker, and, and I don't want to say motivational speaker, I inspire people yeah. to get through the shit they're in mm -hmm. to get to the next level. Mm -hmm. And did I, if, if I would have known uh, that I was going to go through hell to become a, a, a personal coach, a mentor, uh, a trainer, a speaker, mm -hmm. um, I don't know if I would have wrote that goal down because I went through a lot. But those battle scars, see, you see me wearing this black t-shirt right now, but if I took it off, I've got these invisible scars of cat and nine tails going across my back when my best friends were like, why are you giving up a construction company to do this? Because they didn't understand my purpose. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, hurt, but I kept going because I found my purpose, right? The, 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 the cat and nine tails hit me across the chest when my wife said, I'm done. I'm out of here. You know, I got smacked across the face when my mom said, look, you messed up. I'd leave you too. Yeah. Right? And my friends going, I saw this coming. Wow. You know, I, I, when I started getting stepped on and beat up, mm -hmm. those scars were not a detriment to my character. They'll always have. Yeah, but those scars are the real me. Mm -hmm. The things that had happened to me, Gone through. and since I went through it, and I'm still here, I'm still thriving, mm -hmm. that is what's earned me the right to sit at somebody's kitchen table and go, You can get through this. You, you can take one more rep. When that, when that bar's a little heavy and it sucks, we're doing one more rep. Keep going. You know what I've heard yeah. you just say about your goals? I've never, I've never done this, and I haven't heard a lot of people talk about this, is, um, so when you're writing your goals down, I mean, like for me, I'm writing my goals down, uh, you said something that you say, this is who I am. My goals, a lot of the time when I write them down, say this is what I want. Yes. And just recently, mm -hmm. now that I think about it, I mean, just recently I put in there some words that I want to describe myself as and how I want people to betray me as yep. in 2019. But, like, that's so powerful. So, I mean, that's, that's something to take away now. You know, if you're... If you're writing down your goals and you're like, I want this thing, I want this house, I want yeah. this, I want this, it's maybe even in in addition to that, write down who you want to be. Yeah, who I, I am. I am living in this house. I am driving that car. I mean, when, when I was back on the rise, um, you know, I was repping a company that, that had a car bonus, and I wanted that. So I would go to the dealership and I would test drive on Saturdays. I would drive my dream car. I've done that. Yeah. yeah. And then, then what ended up happening was I've now owned two badass BMWs, and now I have a Porsche because I've done those things. Yeah. So I visualized, I felt it, I smelled the leather. Yeah, yeah. Right? I know That's what the, the, the accelerator feels like. Yeah. I know what the sound system sounds like. So when I'm getting up in the morning and I'm, and I'm you know, when I had to rebuild everything, mm -hmm. when my wife and I were, were getting a divorce, I downsized everything. Mm -hmm. So I went from brand new pickup trucks to, you know, beater pickup trucks, mm -hmm. right? And I was, I was gearing up for the worst. Mm -hmm. I, was, I was that business owner that was looking to have nothing left over, mm -hmm. right? And so I, I was sitting here going, wow, like, if I can wake up every morning and 
feel it, I can smell that, and, and I got hope that that could be my reality someday. You can attract that, you know what it looks like, and you know what it feels yeah. like, you know what you are so, like get so specific with your goal. Yeah. That's something that I, um, I strongly believe in, is like get so specific. I did the same thing with my dream car. I, I test drove it a couple months ago, and I think it wasn't until I test drove it that I began to realize this is gonna be mine. Yes. Because at first it was like, oh, I want this car, I want this specific car. I test drove it, and now I can't get it out of my mind. I'm yeah. like, I want that. I, I'm gonna have it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like. And that, what there's is. so much power in that. I mean, there really is. Once you see yourself in an actual situation, you know, and, and think of it on the other other end of things, right? The fear side yeah, of yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. If you have fearful thoughts, yeah. negative thoughts. During this time, I followed a guy named Eckhart Tolle, and um, man, he's a crazy German dude who talks about philosophy way above and beyond what most people's comprehension is. And yeah. I had to listen to his stuff a hundred times just to get it. And I had to listen to clips over and over and over and go, okay, what does this even mean, right? Yeah. So I'm studying stuff that took me out of my comfort zone. I love that. And, and what, what he would say is the reason why we have anxiety mm-hmm. and the reason why we have fear is because we're trying to live moments in the future that have never happened and we're trying to give those reality. So, for instance, your boss calls you in for a meeting and, or calls you up and goes, tomorrow morning we need to have a meeting. Well, based on that tone and everything, you're going to try to judge that situation. Yeah. You're going to try to understand what's going to happen the next day. In that moment, that's when all the fear, that's when all the anxiety comes in. Because you don't think of the positive. You think of, oh, am I in trouble? Am I getting fired? What did I do? Oh, man, maybe I shouldn't have shit-talked that person at the water cooler last week. I wonder if he's going to talk to me about that. Like, you start thinking about all of the stuff that's going on in, in your mind, or that it's happened up to that point. And you're trying to give tomorrow's meeting some value. Some false reality. Yeah, a reality that doesn't exist yet. And therefore, that is why you walk into that meeting sweating bullets. It's because you're trying to live in the future. You're not even trying to be present in the in the in the present moment. You've changed. You've literally changed yeah. your state. Right. And you get so negative to the point you're like, well, if if, if that boss says this, this is what I'm going to say. I'm going to tell him to take this job and shove it. And <laughs> you start you creating these scenarios yeah. and you're visualizing you these it. Ulterior narratives, right? Yeah. And so, I had to realize through all of this that. Tomorrow, I can't live tomorrow until tomorrow, right? But I can have vision for where the next five years is going to be. I can have yeah. vision, and so I start making... In a positive yes, way. Yes, In a positive and way. And I can start making choices daily while living in that moment that will get me to where I want to be. Don't live five years from now, Okay? Have vision to where you're going to be, right? Mm -hmm. Have a roadmap, right? Have a roadmap. Okay? But you have to understand that you can drive from California to New York at night, right, with headlamps only two to 300 feet at a time. Yeah. And you make it there safely. Mm -hmm. So why are you trying to see all the way from California to New York Mm -hmm. and get yourself all worked up for no reason. Yeah, yeah. Right? So you know you want to go from California to New York. You just got to see two to 300 feet at a time, which is day by day over the next three to five years, right? And so you start looking at that. Your purpose starts to get revealed. You start handling problems a lot faster with less anxiety, without less spite. I mean, like, 
You see things. You see differently. You see, you, you know where you're going, and right. you'll pick up on the people that'll help you get there. Right. You'll pick up on the right conversations. You'll yeah. start attracting the things in your life that'll help you. And, and I think the root of, all, of what you just said is controlling your mind. Yeah. Like, to think those thoughts, like to get there, to cast vision, to know where you're going, I yeah. think it all stems down to controlling your mind. Like, you have got, like, I heard it the other day, I don't know who said it, I listened to so many podcasts, but like your mind is a loaded weapon and it's up to you what you're going to do with it. I mean, you're going to point it at something and it, like your mind will take you there, whether it's a negative situation, like you just said, yeah. or if it's to the positive situation, it's, if it's a breakthrough, it's to getting towards your dreams, it's to overcoming a certain situation, like you will get there if your mind says that you will get there. Same Absolutely. thing with a negative situation. Mm -hmm. And, That's and, what it comes down to is control. And it has so much power that, you know, ultimately it'll lead to a divorce. It'll lead to financial ruin. It'll lead to self-sabotage. It will lead you down the wrong path, your right? Your thoughts. All, yes. Everything right? you're or saying, your thoughts. it'll lead you to the best marriage, the best relationships, the most successful business. It will lead you wherever you think. Yeah. So, if I you're listening that. to this podcast, what I really want you to do over the next... You know, 30 days is any time that you have a negative thought, why don't you take a rubber band, throw it on your wrist, and... Yeah, <laughs> like a and, girl's yeah, hair and, and when you have a negative thought, why don't you snap it and don't allow yourself to think those negative thoughts without letting yourself know that that was a negative thought and start correcting that. You have to have conscious ability to understand that you are having agree. a negative thought. I completely agree with right? that. You have to be self-aware if something yeah. is... Man, I think that's what this all comes down to, is controlling your thoughts on that level, where, I mean, it's where you're, exactly what you said, you're self-aware if, if negativity starts creeping in, if doubt and fear, I mean, not saying you're ever going to be immune from those things, but being self-aware that when you get to that point, you're like, hey, cut that out, yeah. cut that out. Having people in your life that are not going to let you off the hook, I think that that's crucial. And being self-aware that the devil is always going to try to take you down. And realizing the, the situations, you'll be able to then see it moving forward. Hey, this certain situation, it's the devil. And yeah. and the piece of it all is knowing that you're not alone yeah. through all this. Knowing that God is with you through every single moment, through every low, through every high. But I think that that's, that's life-changing. Well, and you're also being formed and molded into what you were created to be. And a lot of times, we will fight that process. What do you mean by that? Well, I didn't wish to go through what I've gone through financially, self-sabotage, and relationship. And I didn't choose that, but I chose it. So God allowed that to happen so that I could be broken down and humbled to a point that I actually started to care for people. I started to understand that everybody has a story, mm -hmm. everybody has purpose, everybody has meaning, and it's my job to pull that out of them. That's my real purpose, is to be a backbone when somebody's going through you know, a hard time, and to be a backbone for them and show them that they can still be a champion even in their weakest moment. Mm -hmm. And you know, when you hit rock bottom, there's only only way to go is up, right? But that would have never been my viewpoint if sure. I hadn't been humbled financially, been humbled relationships-wise. Because when I was 
27, and I just came back from you know the worst financial hardship I'd ever been in to some of the best years in business I've ever had. To um, you know, when you're you're in your mid 20s and your friends are just trying to figure life out and they're graduating from college and they're in debt and they're just trying to get things going, right? I had a chip on my shoulder. I walked around like. I was the guy that would ride your ass in traffic with my big pickup truck, and you'd be in a crappy Honda Accord, and I'd be like, if you drive a little faster, maybe you'd be a little more successful. Whoa. That's where you were at. That's, that's, do you see the chip I had on my shoulder? And then God was like, yeah, I cut looked, that out. I looked down at everybody, right? And so I had to be humbled. God took it away from me. Right. That's like the one of the things that you showed me. So I, I don't know what verse it was, but it was something like using your wealth in a righteous way. Like that's 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 not that that's serving God, but um, but if the, what was the alternative is if you are wealthy and evil, like you will be punished. Something yes. like that. And so I was, I was wealthy and evil, and and you know what's funny is for the most part, I thought I was a good person. There's so many people out there that is that guy riding somebody's ass in traffic thinks that they're a good person. I'm putting that person in danger. Now, I'm not saying like, oh my gosh, you're such a bad person. I'm just saying, are you really doing what you're supposed to be doing? Yeah. Are you really living with that integrity that you wish you could hold everybody to that standard, so why aren't you holding yourself to that standard? I yeah. started seeing a whole nother facet to life. I started to see a point where I was like, what am I doing here? Mm -hmm. No wonder nobody wants to be around me. Mm -hmm. No wonder, you know, like, I would walk out of a job site and it was like, because everybody was saying crap about me. They were talking shit about me because I, w I wasn't being a good person. Mm -hmm. And so all of this revealed, okay, this is not at all who I want to be known for. Yeah. And then I started being exposed to mentors. I started being exposed to a new industry. This is when I decided I wanted to move from construction into network marketing. This is why I wanted to work with people on a daily basis and meet them at, at some of the rock bottoms or teach them through their high and watch them go through their low and rebuild yeah. and be able to mentor people and bring people with me this go around. Hey, right? yeah, I've heard you mention me, right? that. Is I'm not but this bring journey. My, bring my wife with me. Mom with me, bring my family with me, bring it. It's it, because it's lonely at the top of the mountain if when you, if you it. climb a mountain that has a very 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 small peak, right? I want to build a very tall mountain that is broad on top, and I want to bring as many people with me, and that's my legacy. Man, that's what Don way. Hobart did with me. Is he built me up on a mountain where we both could stand? Wow. Not where he only stands. And I gotta be one notch below him. That's another reality check. Like that is so good. That is so that is so profound to think like that's something that as another reality check, like think about yourself and, and if your if your mission, whatever your mission is, if you're driven towards something, if you're on the pursuit of something, are you on the pursuit of something where only you're the only person succeeding in that moment? Like, you're the only person that reaches a certain uh, point? Or are you doing something? Are you on the pursuit of something where everyone comes with you? 
that's your spouse, that's your family, that's the people in your business. Like, I believe that so wholeheartedly. I don't want to be the only person. That doesn't make any sense to me. Everyone around me has to succeed in order for me to feel that I achieved anything. So, so if, you're, if you're watching this podcast, I challenge you to, to help a friend go create success. Not find them a job. Yeah, they, no, 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 no. No. Do more than that. Yeah, do more than that. Ask them how their day's going. Get in their, their, their kitchen and bang their pots and pans a little bit. Challenge them a little bit to be better than who they were yesterday. Yeah. Um, and watch the gratification that happens in your life. Like, I have so much gratitude for my life now. I'm not where I want to be, but I'm happy with where I am. And if I, if today was my day, I'd be satisfied. Wow. I've I've retired friends from from the day to day inner workings of life because of what I do. Um, I've helped families make decisions that were life changing. Um, I've helped save marriages. Mm -hmm. You know, what's funny is, is now that I've overcame financial obstacles and I've overcame self-sabotage and I've overcame all that, now I'm being put in situations where I can almost be an expert. That doesn't mean I always have the, the perfect answer. And I, you know, I'm human, right? But it allows me to meet people at a place where we can lower the walls. Yeah. I can get in and now I can get a real idea of what's going on. Mm -hmm. So for instance, when I work with people in business now, I, earn, I get people's trust on such a level that they'll literally let me look at their books mm -hmm. and go, this is where I'm at. And they know there's no judgment. One, because I've been forgiven for all of my sins, mm -hmm. right? I forgave my wife, and that, that was huge. Mm -hmm. So if I'm going to forgive her, she needs to forgive me. But here's the thing. If I've been forgiven for all of my sins... Her sin is not greater than mine, and mine is not greater than hers. Right. Our sin is all equal. So right. I have to learn how to forgive. I have to do all this stuff. So now I'm walking into situations where people go, this guy is trying to serve me. Mm -hmm. He's trying to serve me, and he's going to give me real, actual advice on what has happened in his life. Mm -hmm. And now I can start making decisions. So, you know, I have a, a, I have a friend who was really, really close to a goal. And so I, I logged into her back office, and I started to go through her business, and I go, okay, well, this is where we need to put the gas pedal down. Mm -hmm. This is where you can let off. This is what you need to do, and here we go. She's now currently, you know, a handful of sales away from hitting a really big goal yeah. in her life. And the reason why I share that with you is if I wouldn't have gone through all of that struggle, mm -hmm. I wouldn't be the guy who could get the keys to somebody's back office. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So your promotion doesn't come unless you've proven that you're will that that you have what it takes to be promoted. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and, and and what it took to become promoted was start reading books, mm -hmm. start looking at my life, start accepting responsibility for all the crappy choices that I've made, and start taking responsibility for my future that I have the ability to go wherever I want. I, I just started to upgrade my life in very, very small increments. It was a six-year process, you know. Um, it, you know, it's, it's been about six years since all of this has happened. Yeah. And uh, my life has flipped a full 180. Completely. You know, completely. a full 180. Um, you know, now I have a son who's two years old, and I have a daughter who's four months old. 
And um, you know, as a business owner, I get to be home more than away. Um, I get to be basically a stay-at-home dad who who lives that Instagram lap Instagram laptop lifestyle. And so all of that hardship left led to that. So then let me go back to saying what I was saying before. If somebody would have said, or God would have said, if you go down this path of wanting to become a motivational speaker and you're going to go through all this junk, but every, every day pretty much you get to be at home with your son, you get to see all the most amazing points of his life, and your daughter, you get to hold her, and you get to have an amazing uh, bond with her at such a young age, um, I think I would take that. Are you able to share the exciting thing that you're about to do today? So um, my <laughs> wife is up. Yeah, my wife uh, worked really hard. She's very proud of being uh, a biology major with a chemistry minor, and so biochemistry has been a passion of hers. She worked really hard to get that degree. So she's much so, smart. yeah, she's yeah. It, uh, <laughs> I mean, like I said, <laughs> uh, I upgraded. You know, I, I say that all the time, but. Um, she worked really hard to get that, that degree, and so she wanted to have a career in that um, and, and get her money's worth in that degree. I completely respect that. But now that we have children, she's decided she wants to be a stay-at-home mom, and through the choices that I made over the last six years, she gets to be a stay-at-home mom now. And that's important to her because um, we have principles that we've learned over the last six years that we want to instill in our children for the next you know, five to six years of their life while they're being groomed as a little human being, mm -hmm. we want them to absorb what we have learned and what we've grown into so that our failures don't become their reality later down the road. They start accepting the, the, um, the successes. They start accepting the mindset. They start being part of this journey with us rather than you know, go put in a 12-hour day and have somebody else raise our kids. Now, if that's what you have to do, I was a product of that. I came out just fine, right? My mom worked three jobs just to get by. I was a daycare kid. Mm -hmm. You know, I grew up in, in a really, you know, cool program called ABC where I was able to, you know, go and do some cool stuff. But at the same time, imagine with my mindset now, the knowledge that I have now, if my son could start at that base point. You're so excited for this. I'm yeah. so excited because Man. he has so much more ability than me because he doesn't have to overcome growing up without a father. He doesn't have to overcome that. I'm still going to let him fall. I'm still going to let him, and it's going to be the hardest thing for me to watch because you <laughs> you're going to want to correct him. Yeah, I'm going to correct him, right? right? But point, no, I'm, yeah. what I'm going to do is I'm going to let him fall, and when he gets back up, I'm going to be there on one knee. I'm going to say, So, what did you learn? What did you learn? What did you get from this? How, how can we learn from this? I want him to have that mindset from going forward. And I want my, my, uh, my wife and I, this is going to be our reality that we get to train. We get to do that to our children. And instead of, so I learned a couple of things from Caleb Maddox. When he'd get on stage and speak, uh, you know, his, his dad had said, I'm not going to pay you to do uh, chores around the house. Mm -hmm. Okay? Because I'm not going to pay you for something that you should do as an adult for free. Right? Yeah, and, my parents had the same right, mindset. Yeah. Right? And I'm also not going to give you um, praise for doing janitorial work because then someday you might think that that's an okay job. 
And I'm not saying that if you're doing janitorial work and you're listening to this, I'm not saying that we all have to start somewhere. We all have to make our means the way we have to. Yeah. I'm saying I don't want that to his mindset to say that they, that, that that's just okay. Mm-hmm. Right? I want him to create. I want him to inspire. I want him to be a part of something bigger than himself. That's beautiful. Right? Yeah. And so I have to change that mindset. So I'm really excited for him to read personal development books and write reports, and then I'll give him 20 bucks for doing that. Mm, right? I haven't heard of that. Right? Yeah, that's well, that's amazing. what Caleb Maddox's dad did, right? Okay. And so Caleb now is 17 years old. He's a multimillionaire, right? Because his first book he read when he was like eight or nine years old was yeah. Think and Grow Rich. Oh, my gosh. Imagine an eight-year-old. Now, Imagine an eight, yeah. Right? Now, now, here's the thing. I know everybody's listening. Like, you don't know how to form your child you know, this many years now. I know I'm going to have struggles with this whole process. Yeah. And You're going to figure it out. You're going to learn. Right. Yeah. And I'm going to learn my... I'm going to learn through this whole process. I'm excited for this next journey yeah. of raising the child to to be the best version of myself reflected on him and let him go through his struggles and his own trials and tribulations. And find his best self. But here's the thing. I'm doing that every single day with people that get into business with me. Yeah. Yeah. So if I can do it with somebody who shows up who's 35, 40 years old with a closet full of skeletons, 15 boogeymen, and I got to teach them how to pull out a machete and slay those guys. Like, I'm I'm teaching them to do that. Why can't I do that with my son? Yeah. Yep. Right. Exactly right. But I'm not going to sit there and be the example that you know is riding somebody's ass on the highway and go. If you just drive a little faster, you'd be more successful. I'm so glad I'm not that guy. You've my left son that person that, in the right? past. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Now I can say, hey, hey, son, this is why we have a Porsche, so we can just go around. It. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. I'm sure everyone else is happy that you're not that person either. Oh, I'm my just, God. But what, what I'm saying yeah. is, 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 you know, we got to stay in our own lane. I want to teach him that. Stay in your own lane. Stay on the line. So through all of this, just remember, um, you know, I think ultimately where I was supposed to be was be a place that I could inspire somebody to just go out and do one more rep. Not in the physical form. More in the mental and in the, the lifestyle and business form, mm-hmm. okay? And because I was able to stay on the line, because I was able to put one foot in front of the other and just keep climbing this mountain and not give up when I wanted to. I mean, so much so I was willing to throw myself off the cliff. That's how bad I wanted to give up. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what happened was is I'm teaching all of that now. I'm, and when I stayed on the line, you have to keep in mind, there were some big goals that I had, like retiring myself from construction. Okay, that was a really big goal. It took me over three years to do that. Yeah. Hard work. So I would go and work my construction job, and then at night I would have to go and hustle. Mm-hmm. So now I'm working two jobs, mm-hmm. right? And this is when my wife goes, I'm out. Like, not only did I see you beforehand, but now you're, like, reinventing yourself. And, you know, so I'm, I'm going through this struggle. So, but I kept on that line, even when I was going through the divorce. When I was going through the divorce, I was hitting ranks in my current company. Mm-hmm. I was making checks. I was getting car bonuses. I was helping other people while I was going through this mess, mm-hmm. while my mentors were helping me. So not only was I able to go through that, but I was able to stay on the line and still still achieve. Yeah. Then my next big goal, my, my aunt went into the um, went to the ICU, um, had fluid on her lungs and I her heart. I remember you mentioning yeah. this. I didn't and, know it was your aunt, though. Yeah, and so my aunt was actually like my father. She, she stepped in when my mom couldn't watch me. Mm-hmm. You know, so she basically helped raise me. So she's super close to me. 
And my mom and my aunt currently live together today. And um, the reason why I share that with everybody is because, you know, I meet so many people that they have a loved one in the hospital and they're in that same situation. Yeah. And I had a goal to hit, right? And I was thinking to myself, she's in the ICU. I can be there. I can, I can hold her hand. But she's knocked out. They've got her in a coma. Mm -hmm. What would she want me to do in this moment? Does she want me to sit here for the next two weeks and watch her sleep? Or does she want me to go out and crush a goal and then have the means so when she gets better, we can go do something awesome? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so she got out of that, went to a nursing home, went back to the ICU, went to a nursing home, went back to the ICU, went to a nursing home, and I was like, okay, this is it. Like, you need to get out of this nursing home. Yeah. You need to start taking care of yourself. You're, get, you're walking out of here. So much so that I promised her a trip to Hawaii. I said, if you walk out of this nursing home, you're going to Hawaii. Because I, she, what I saw was I saw my aunt was losing the fight. Mm -hmm. Not the fight for her body, the fight for her mind. Wow. She was done. Mm -hmm. She was done. She was like, like, what's the point of all of this? All, I'm tired of getting stuck with needles. I'm tired of being told my kidneys are failing. I'm tired of being told my lungs are bad. My Mentally. heart is giving up. Like, she was mentally checked out. Yeah. And I said, I said, well, what's one thing you just, you wish you could do before you die? She said, I just wish I could go to Hawaii. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, well, then that's what we're going to do. I said, you're going to work your ass off, and you're going to walk out of this place. And so, you know, on YouTube, on my Facebook, you know, there's a video of her, um, her whole journey of, you know, getting out of the nursing home. Oh, and awesome. then when she got out of the nursing home, the Greeley Tribune was there, made a big story out of it. What? And then, so now I, now I have to deliver the trip. And then, guess what happens? What? Dallas leaks in one more time. And? She has to have triple bypass surgery, go back into the nursing home. And I'm told. She's told me I worked so hard to get to this point. Here's one more stick in the spoke. Yeah. We're going to get through this. And I prayed harder than I've ever prayed, louder than I've ever prayed. Mm -hmm. I had nurses going, wow, this is, big. this is important. This is big. My mom came to faith during this point. My aunt came to faith. During this. They'd never seen me have so much faith mm -hmm. that something could happen. And I was asking and I was proclaiming and proclaiming, I was saying, we're yes. do this. Mm -hmm. She made it through the surgery. She made it through rehab. We booked the flights. She went to Hawaii. No! I did not know this. She you have not to go. <gasps> what? Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh, Skyler. Because I stayed on the line. Wow. When most people would have said, no, I can't make those meetings because I have a family member. This isn't That's fair her. to me. Yeah. You know, I mean, not just her. Like, the whole family yeah. would have been like, why, 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 why? But, like, what I heard you say, and the biggest thing out of this whole conversation, I heard you say a couple things loud. And if and there's certain parts of this podcast that just people need to re-listen. Like, go back and listen to some parts um, as it applies. But, I mean, what I hear you say is, like, stay in the game. Like you're in the fight of your life. Like you, you need to fight for yourself. Yeah. And when you fight for yourself, you're fighting for everyone else around you. And make sure it's that way. Like make sure that you're not just fighting for yourself. Making yeah. sure that you're fighting for the other people around you. And what I also hear you say is have targets. Like always continuously like have targets for yourself, your mind, 
your your personal um, relationships, your business is like continue to have targets and always remember that you're not being picked on, you're being picked. Absolutely. Last thing I want to share is success is not a number, it's faithful labor. And I, and I heard that in a song by KB. And the song is called Kamikaze. Go listen to it. Mm-hmm. Towards the end of the song, what's one of his, one of my favorite lines I ever heard is success is not a number, it's mm-hmm. faithful labor. Just remember, your purpose on this earth is not numbers, it's not fancy cars, it's not a home. Those are yes. all nice things. Yes. Don't don't get me wrong. I like waking up in a nice warm bed yes. and jumping in a nice big shower and driving in a very fast car. I like those things, right? That's not who Skylar is. Skylar is a I man do. who has conquered some of the biggest mountains mm-hmm. and craziest demons mm-hmm. and the boogeyman. I've conquered those. And I've got another fire-breathing dragon that's probably on its way to come and battle me. Mm-hmm. And I just know that I've done it once, I've done it twice, I've done it three times, and bring on number four. Yeah. And I don't know what it's going to look like. It might even take me out of the game, but I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with battling it. Why? Mm-hmm. Because of the journey that happens. Because I'm successfully having faith in my labor mm-hmm. that it means something. And I'm not just waking up to make a paycheck. I didn't sign. I didn't sell out for 15 bucks an hour. I didn't sell out for 20 bucks an hour. Hell, some doctors I know sell out for 60 bucks an hour. Mm-hmm. Right? They sell out. Mm-hmm. No, don't sell out. That's my message here. Is you have a, a a dream in your heart? Go and give that gift to the world, mm-hmm. and stop selling out for that nine to five. Or stop selling out for where you where you know you're not supposed to be. You're you're maybe that janitor right now listening to this podcast, and you've always had a dream of being that doctor, that lawyer, that engineer. Then freaking do it. Mm-hmm. Don't ask how you're going to do it. You're just going to do it. Mm-hmm. And when when you go through this, just stay on the line to become that person. Achieve that dream, that goal, that purpose, and over time. Those little nuggets that you get, those little scars that you that that, that you you get across your, your body, someday somebody will ask you to be on a podcast just like this. Mm-hmm. And your story matters. You matter, your family matters, that dream matters. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's the last thing I want to leave with is you matter. So you matter, you're worth it. You're worth it. And you can overcome anything. anything. So you don't can sell out. Anything. Don't sell out. People give us in podcasting and, and you know public figures, uh, they give us a hard time for selling out because because we might rep a product. Mm-hmm. We didn't sell out. Those people think that we have enough influence that they're willing to pay us to use their product, mm-hmm. right? That's not selling out. What selling out is is you have an invention that could make this world a lot better. You don't go after it. You don't go after it because you're afraid of losing your twenty dollar an hour job. Yeah. What I gotta say to that is. You're really dropping the ball. You're worth it. You're worth it. Oh my gosh. Well, re-listen to this. There's <laughs> gonna be a lot. We had a lot happen to us in order to make this happen. Yeah. So um, thank you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Skylar, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Thank your, you. Your team is amazing, by the way. <laughs> the team your staff is, awesome. is awesome, yes. David, David, yeah. uh, videographer, video chief. David. But um, but yeah, all right. If you have any questions, comments, anything, please comment. Um, 
we'll link up your all of your accounts but on Instagram and yep. on Facebook yep. anything all else of, just Skylar. all of it is Skylar Schistler okay. yep Skylar Schistler we'll tag it up so thank you guys all right thank you